What is going on, everybody? Thank you so much for joining us today for this week's episode of SCP Meta, aka Config Call In. We do this every Saturday at 11 a.m. Central Standard Time. <clears throat> and uh, yeah, um, thanks for joining. This is a live call in show. Uh, I encourage you to interact. We've got comments on the Twitch, we've got our Discord server. Uh, the Society for Containment Fiction that you can be in as well if you'd like. And then if uh, you really want to, you can call us. We have a live phone number that is now on the screen, 316-444-3115. And you can call that at any time uh, while we are live as I get that going. And uh, we will take your call live. So if you got questions, if you got criticisms, if you got complaints, uh, if you got points, you just want your voice to be heard, uh, you got something about uh, the containment fiction space that you want to say uh, that's on your mind or a topic that you want to hear uh, myself and or anyone who is uh, participating on the Discord server. Uh, we'll be more than happy to talk about it. So do that. Uh, I think we have a voicemail, I think. Uh, let me see. We were. T I was told we have a voicemail, but it is here so let's make sure that we can hear this and this was left on wednesday uh looks to be just a little bit so we'll go ahead and get this out of the way with first and listen to this voicemail call hey there and again i would want to ask a question for lepers an opinion if you don't mind sharing out of all the containment fiction communities that you either know of or taken part of, which one do you, as a reader, consider having the most intriguing and compelling articles and stories to read? Some, what is your recommendation for someone who's getting conflict, which one would you say, here, this is the perfect start? Yeah. Um, I don't know if you can hear that. Let's try that one more time. Hey there, again. I would want to ask a question for lepers, an opinion, if you don't mind sharing. Out of all the containment fiction communities that you either know of or taken part of, which one do you, as a reader, consider having the most intriguing and compelling articles and stories to read. Hmm. Some, what is your recommendation for someone who's getting conflict? Which one would you say, here, this is the perfect start? Great. Yeah, what a great, what a great question. Uh, so in case you couldn't hear, uh, that was, I think, um, I think that was Dr. Fern. So thank you, Dr. Fern. And the question was, uh, of all the um, containment fiction communities that you read, you know, which one is the most engaging, which one has the most compelling stories, uh, which one is, is the best for someone to get into, perhaps. Um, and, you know, this is a really, really difficult question. I am, just without thinking about it too much, I suppose, um, I'm going to have to say RPC, and here's why. Um, I think that SCP has more compelling stories overall. I think it has, um, uh, you know, a better sort of um, set of, of writers that are there, um, who do really, really fantastic things, uh, in their work. 
But it's just that as far as uh, read for read compelling um, articles, I think you'd have to go with uh, RPC because the issue with SCP is just there's just way too much content coming out any given time. Um, I mean, it is turned into um, something like a full-time job for me um, just in order to keep up with, um, with all the content that's coming out of the SCP wiki. So, um, yeah, it's, it's difficult to really recommend it. I think that you're probably going to be okay if you read the SCP that way. But, um, again, it's just so, so difficult. It's so hit or miss. Uh, it's so, so hit or miss, uh, for the SCP wiki that I I think more, more reliably, you're going to get a, um, a more compelling experience if you just read, um, if you just read the RPC. So, um, that's a great question. I'd love to hear, uh, other thoughts on that. Um, but yeah, so, uh, I, I think each community has its strengths for sure. Um, each community really does its thing well. So anyway, um, okay. Thanks for the, thanks for the voicemail. I appreciate you calling and, uh, utilizing our line. So having said that, uh, and on that note, really, uh, what we'll do next is go to local news. Uh, so we have on this week, um, a conflict magazine that went up by pixelated harmony again. So thank you to harmony for writing this. This one's called, we'll all go together when we go. And it's, um, <laughs> I love this image. It's sort of retro kind of, uh, uh, Mario or Zelda kind of thing going on here with the uh, old gaming aesthetic, but it's a stages of conflict community development is, is the subtitle. And so we have this um, very large sort of in-your-face um, infographic that starts off with, let me share that for those of you who are watching on the Twitch. Um, we have this very large infographic that starts this off. Here's that nice little image. And it's a really nice sort of cosmological uh, sort of um, tracing of how communities in our sphere, and the, of course this applies to other styles of community as well, but uh, how communities in our sphere uh, get going and just the general trajectory of their life um, and, and what they'll what they'll be doing and, and, uh, and stuff like that throughout their lifetime. So um, it's a great article if you haven't read it. Uh, it's, it's really, really well thought out. Um, there's a lot of detail in this, and so uh, I, I absolutely recommend you read this. Looks like we have that on there twice. <laughs> I'll get rid of that. All right, and then uh, moving on. So we were just speaking about config um, communities and their products, and so uh, I do believe that it is time for our recommendations of the week. So this week we have uh, from the SCP Wiki, this is SCP-6413. It's uh, technically designated as UIU-6413, given that this is an entry from the perspective of the Unusual Incidents Unit. And this is uh, just a very um, gritty, uh, a very enjoyable, uh, just brimming with character sort of article. Uh, and the characters actually within the, this piece is nice too, but the, the article itself has such character. Of course, somewhat aided by the uh, CSS theme that you see here on the screen. Um, so it's, um, it's written by Dr. Samarian. So congratulations to Dr. Samarian for getting our SCP recommendation of the week. This beat out, I think, 21 others um, just when it comes to uh, everything that was posted this week. 
And um, <clears throat> that's a good moment to plug real quick. So last night was a heck of a doozy, heck of a night. We spent about three hours on the Twitch streaming. We started at about 7.30, and um, we covered all of the articles that were released to the SCP Wiki uh, in the last week. Uh, from Thursday to Thursday. So that totaled about 22 articles. Uh, we went into, you know, a good bit of detail for each. It's not totally exhaustive. Uh, we don't we don't give away spoilers, things like that, um, too often, I suppose. But, um, yeah, we, we go through them all and just kind of break it down and give you enough information to decide whether or not you would want to continue to read that or, with, or if you would like that. And of course, I give my opinions as well. So if you didn't uh, join us for that, it is on the Twitch and of course, if you go to the uh, Lack of Lepers YouTube uh, LOL vlog, you can see some of those links on our Twitter, our Twitch page. Um, then you can see those there where they live permanently if you missed that. And then, of course, tomorrow we should have released uh, the Hyper Collapsible, which is all of the, the things we talked about yesterday. Uh, this time condensed into about a, a minute and a half or two minutes or something like that, uh, with each article getting five words of description during that time. So... Uh, look for that tomorrow. That'll show up on the Config Magazine um, YouTube, and uh, that's that's a lot of fun. I think I think people people are liking that, so that's nice. All right, um, so that's it for the SCPs. And oh, by the way, um, I did want to mention this. We'll mention this later. Actually, uh, we'll mention this later. This is out of order. All right, so the RPC Authority. Um, there was I think a couple articles released this week. Uh, I'm still kind of playing catch up with some of the uh, entries from a previous uh, recent um, contest, but uh, this is one that I read this week that I do I do recommend quite a lot. Uh, RPC six nine one, and uh, if you are a fan of body horror, if you're a fan of uh, transformations, transmutation, uh, if you're a fan of clinical tone, of really taking some grotesque things and putting them in as uh, distance of terminology um, as you can get. I think this is a fantastic uh, entry of that sort. And it's just, it's a little hard to read at times, uh, just how, how squeamish it is, but uh, definitely worth your while, I think. I want to welcome Jane Bond. Thank you so much for being here. I appreciate him. So that's my recommendation for the week for RPC. Uh, this one is written by... Uh, Rotifer, I think that's a relatively new author on the RPC. I think this is their first. So, uh, excellent job. Excellent job with that. Yo, okay. So, let's move on. Um, I don't want to get out of the uh, new pages kind of thing uh, for SCP um, just yet. I want to do one, one more thing here, and that is show you a page that you might not visit very often. And that's called the lowest rated pages. This is a very good page on the wiki. Uh, I, I don't know exactly why they keep it. I suppose just to be organized. Um, maybe keep uh, keep it organized when it comes to deletions and what needs to be deleted. But if you haven't, you know, frequented this page, I would certainly recommend it. Um, it lists all the lowest rated and all, and then a separate category for those in deletion. So a lot of the times you'll get. Uh, really, really interesting stuff here. Of course, most of these are appropriately um, being deleted. Just really, really, really poor SCP attempts. Um, but occasionally you'll get just the real uh, firecrackers of an article or two. Uh, for example, if you were watching this page, you would have seen, um, you know, SCP Disc J. You would have seen that go across here, you know. Uh, and, and become familiar with that before it was deleted. So anything that's like really controversial, 
uh, for sure is going to show up here. And so we have kind of an instance of that uh, this week. And so I want to kind of look at that. So uh, if you don't frequent this page, uh, it is quite a fun page. It gives a lot of entertainment. I'll drop that link uh, in the in the chats, uh, in the Discord, in the Twitch. Check that out. Uh, every once in a while, it's great, great to look at. So today we have this right here. You might see SCPJJ. <laughs> so what could that be? It's got a negative 25 rating. It was released <laughs> a day ago. Uh, it's got 15 comments, so uh, pretty decisive um, rejection. Uh, so let's take a look at it before it goes, so we can we can honor it and memorialize it forever. Um, this is it. <laughs> That's all you see. It is uh, SEPJJ, and um, <clears throat> of course the joke being, if you don't quite get it, this is JJ Abrams, uh, you know, director of all kind of stuff, uh, Lost, uh, Star Wars, you know, in some some movies. So anyway, um, this is very clearly a piggyback to SCP uh, PL Cut J. You know, um, it thought it could ride the train, uh, maybe get it going here, um, but clearly the answer is no. <laughs> they projected this. So I think the the funniest the funniest part about this is the reactions, which I kind of want to get into a little bit because it's it's interesting to look at in a lot of ways. Um, Jane Bond says, I have, I've saved J, SCP JJ in the Wayback Machine. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, not much to it, honestly. Um, <clears throat> but just seeing it in its context of deletion here certainly is something to be remembered. So uh, thank you for doing that. That's, that's some good work. So um, I'll just say, before we get into the comments, um, oops, hold on, I accidentally uh, not shared my screen for the Discord. Okay. Um, yeah, so before we get into this, I'll, I'll just say um, my thoughts, which is that, you know, this obviously is not going to work. I mean, something like SCP PL Cut J is probably only going to happen once, which thank God it's only going to happen once. Um, but this is really that sort of J, you know, that sort of attempt. Uh, it's the J that the wiki um, really needed, you know, uh, and SCP PL Cut J is the one it deserves. And what I mean by that is that this is actually a more superior version of, of SCP PL Cut J um, because it actually, from sort of a you know effort standpoint, uh, it, it's a slightly more differentiable attempt than uh, what you would see if a bot decided to post something to the SCP Wiki. So SCP PL Cut J is, is straight up bot you know activity, 100%. This actually has a little bit of humanity in it, in that, uh, you know, SCP-J obviously is the indication, the designation for a joke, and you actually have some, you know, pun here. You have something going with this, JJ. Uh, so that's all it has, um, and so it certainly isn't enough to be good in my opinion, but it's just strange, it's unfortunate that this came after uh, SCP-PL-Cut-J, because it would have been a better, if there's only one spot in the wiki for something like this, um, you know, I think uh, I think this one would have been better. So, um, with that said, uh, Almer Dirk says, "Hey, I'm going to join after restarting my PC. That's awesome. Thanks for coming in." Um, so, let's read the comments here. So, this probably this is the author, Dr. Herrick, who has been kind of doing some format screws lately. So, is certainly having fun with the wiki. Um, and the author post says this probably rivals only polar bear covering its nose in a snowstorm in stupidity. And if you'll recall, that's something we spoke about during our April Fool's episode. And it was really a nice example of um, what we wanted to call SCP um, sort of neo-law foundation style jokes. 
you know, where you just have incredibly low effort jokes uh, that don't have any don't have any real value whatsoever. Um, and the next person says, this is like caught, but I don't get the joke, which is really funny because there actually is a joke here. The, the one to not get would be, would be SCP PLKJ. <laughs> There's no joke there at all. Um, a couple people laughed. Uh, Lieut uh, Lieutenant Flops says, once is a fluke, but twice is a trend. Uh, I wasn't aware we had become iFunny. Yeah, well, sorry, you're already there. Um, SCP PLKJ has, uh, <clears throat> has confirmed that. Amelia Wright says, this is Babylon B levels of unfunny and forced jokes. Um, uh, Brun Brunzel is the individual who made that forum post on the SCP wiki uh, around the time of all these uh, all these, these low effort jokes and low effort articles, um, just like SCP PLKJ, basically uh, asking if it could be deleted. And so the same thing is being asked again here. Um, of course, we see it has a deletion count now, so... Uh, yeah, it just it's funny to me that um, that this was attempted again and it failed. I mean, it makes a lot of sense, obviously, but it's just so funny to see the reasons why this one is rejected and um, how they were not applied to SCP PLKJ. It's almost like uh, just um, you know a, a toss of the die, uh, sort of a roulette type of situation. You know, to where is your really crappy uh, vacuous joke gonna make it or not or is it gonna be who knows uh so good job um <laughs> i certainly thought this was pretty funny uh because of the added context of scp plkj so uh, that's a shame that's a shame all right um so that's that's really everything that i want to talk about as far as like interesting things that are going on in uh rpc and scp i do want to um once again kind of shout out the liminal archives they still have a contest going out here uh, called the horror contest and once again that is going on until next month uh, submissions are currently open we now have uh, another entry uh, called blood pool catwalks from uh, naf lad also known as naf um, so i do know that other people are uh, planning on joining uh, i read a draft that harmony is actually looking at um, and yeah, and it looks really, really good actually. Um, and I'm honestly, I'm thinking about, I'm thinking about joining the site so that I can submit something to this contest. So we'll see. I don't want to, I don't want to do it unless I can do it well. Uh, so we'll, we'll take a peek at that. Um, but yeah, uh, that's still going on and, uh, we'll be kind of keeping our eye out for that and our ear to the ground. Jane Bond says in the discord channel, uh, have you read RPC 599? Uh, so let's take a quick look at that. It doesn't want to doesn't want to move over, so let's just make a new tab. All right, RPC 599. Um, this does not look familiar to me, honestly. Um, it appears to be a steel box with a circular opening on one side. Um, there's a thin layer of metal comprising a massive amount of microscopic circuitry. Uh, I have not read this. Uh, it looks as though it's not too terribly long. Um, when was this written? Seems like it's an old one. Uh, yeah, wow. This is really old. Vizlox wrote this back in August of 2018. So, um, yeah, that's an old one. Now, Vizlox, I'm, I'm usually a pretty pretty big fan of when it comes to writing things for sure so uh i don't doubt that this is really good what do you think of it jane bun 
but I'll put that, I'll tuck that away. Maybe read that later. Thank you for the recommendation there. Jane Bond says, it's pretty good if you ask me. So if y'all haven't read it, um, we'll drop that in the Twitch chat as well. Check that one out by Vizlox. All right. All right. So uh, we are going to spend most of our time today on 05. Uh, like I said, there's not a whole lot of, you know, sort of in-community ripples going on right now, which is a good thing, I think. Um, you know, just give it a break. It's just exhausting and exhaustive. So, uh, but it has been a pretty busy week on 05, which is sort of the political um, mecca, really, of the space. Uh, so we will take a look at that and see what's going on and, and just talk about that just a wee bit. So last time we had uh, ended about here, where we talked to, we talked about the request uh, from Kiev to Kiev, and so um, since then you see you know one two three four five six ish new posts. So we'll go into these and look at these individually. So the first one is a discussion on username policy. So basically what we have here is anybody who's been on the SCP Wiki for a while or who knows or has tried to join the SCP Wiki. Um, you know, you know that there's a very big taboo against uh, role playing, you know, with your Wikidot account. So yeah, typically, you know, you have these rules right here that specify what are going to be bad usernames, usernames that are not going to be allowed on the site. Now, this is, of course, um, you know, an, an eventual rule. It wasn't always this way. In fact, that's uh, really why you get a lot of the. Um, sort of the early uh, authors kind of getting away with this. And I'm thinking specifically of someone like Admin Bright, uh, you know, Admin Bright, uh, changed the name to Admin whenever he actually became an admin on the site. So um, there are exceptions to this. And it's interesting, there are actually exceptions that fall through the crack. Like my old my old username was SCP CRNP, which is, which is exactly like saying SCP Doctor or SCP lawyer, or SCP painter, or whatever. Uh, but just because it was kind of a jumble of, um, of letters in some ways, it, it got through the, the net here. Uh, but this post is uh, asking this question, should our current username policy, uh, specifically in reference to in-universe titles uh, in our usernames, be modified? Um, and then so they, there's a couple of opinions that are shared here. Um, there's a, the individual who posts this goes on to clarify and he says, in my opinion, we right now are kind of in a weird middle ground with this rule. We allow some in-universe titles like researcher or agent uh, and, and doctor, by the way, as well, um, yet not others like director or D-class. If the problem is with in-universe seniority, then we should disallow doctor and reallow D-class. If the issue is any role-playing elements, then we should disallow the rest of the titles, like uh, researcher or agent or doctor, outright. And so this is basically someone just um, uh, getting a little too pedantic with uh, the rules here. I, I don't necessarily think this is something that matters a whole lot, but uh, you know, it's it's a it's a fine-tuned observation. It's uh, certainly a, sort of a double standard that. Um, has gone unaddressed for quite a while. So kudos to Optimistic Lucio for doing that and bringing that up. I want to thank you for joining. Almer Duck, how you doing today? Hey. Uh, starting the day with very useless stuff as usual. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that that is your norm. <laughs> yeah, at least for the weekends. Yeah, I start my day with like coffee and uh, 
maybe changing a diaper. So it's not glamorous, but it's it's useful. Like I can say that. Yeah. It's work. Well, um, thanks for joining in. So we um, basically are looking at 05 today. Uh, not a whole lot going on unless you have any topics to throw up. Obviously, this is a talk show. Uh, more than happy to speak about what you want to speak about. So if you got a topic, um, please, by all means. Uh, I got nothing in mind right now. I've been uh, not doing very much regarding SCP. I'm just uh, trying to adjust to my life because I started to work during mornings and go to uni at night. So Oh, wow. Okay. Not much time for drama. Wow. Yeah, that's... Um... Is it, so it's a full-time job kind of thing, or what? No, no, it's half-time. It's okay. just four hours. Okay. Still, still, that's, uh, that's a lot going on at once. So kudos, kudos. And uh, any activity, obviously, in this space is extracurricular, just uh, what you can afford. Um, so, uh, yeah, yeah, difficult things juggling those, those things with real life. So uh, I go back to work, and I'm on, I'm on paternity leave right now, which is why I have so much free time. And I go back. We're going to see how things shake out when I do that. But hopefully we'll still be here doing everything that we got scheduled. Um, okay, so yeah, back to this. Uh, the username policy, of course, um, like I said, it's kind of little, little on the pedantic side of things, but it's a good point. Um, I, don't, I don't think anything is going to change from this. Uh, a lot of people sort of bat this down almost instantly as just a non-starter. Um, people, people sort of just picking up on like, okay, this doesn't really need to be changed. Like, it's really not that big of a deal. Uh, it just so happens, you know, call it once again, call it a roulette. It just so happens that researcher, agent are allowed, doctor is allowed, and then a director, D class, and and things like that are not allowed. And that's just the way it is. It doesn't make any sense. Um, there's there's no rhyme or reason to it, but that's just the way it is. So um, yeah, and investing time on this is just kind of very tiring because of the way uh, SCP wiki discourse works is that if you push to one side you're going to get a lot of um, pushback and to get through that pushback and get something done you're going to need a lot of time a lot of effort keep your cool through hours and hours of debate and who the fuck wants to put that kind of time in the username policy yeah, exactly. Um, it, I don't know exactly what goes on with the behind the scenes sort of cooking and preparing of this stuff before it gets to 05 at points. But um, yeah, it just it just seems like it seems like there's uh, a lot of reaching, um, you know, j just to almost almost to make issues uh, for their own sake. It almost seems as though this particularly is an example of trying to find a problem uh for a solution that you've already you've already come up with, so a um, little cart before the horse kind of stuff with this one. But yeah, I agree. So we, we also won't spend too much time on this. I just think it's interesting that that was observed, um, and uh, interesting uh, equally as much that it was just sort of shrugged off almost instantly. Yeah, it's a funny issue to take care of, like to bother with. I mean, mm -hmm, exactly. And so this next one is certainly more um, scandalous, <laughs> a, little, a little more interesting and almost almost shocking. So this is a disciplinary um, thread that's posted up here. And it was by an individual who I think we're all pretty familiar with, Sir Slash, uh, has done a lot of good work when it comes to keeping the staff on their toes. Sir Slash is 
someone who is very uh, participatory on the 04 um, mirrors of 05 threads just to put their two cents in. And this is too long for us to cover here, so I do uh, encourage you to go read it, but this is just a very long series of Discord snaps. Uh, of course, of course, this if this sort of activity, you know, taking a picture of, of a chat room that's technically legally public and posting it somewhere else uh, without the permission of the people who you snapshotted, that of course would be uh, highly transgressive if 05 wasn't doing it. But here we see it done uh, just very callously, whatever. Um, I certainly don't have a problem with doing that. Uh, but this is where it gets really interesting. So uh, it was brought to staff's attention that Sir Slash has made several threats to take legal action against the wiki over the last several months. So uh, this is an interesting, an interesting setup here. And then Jacob Conwell goes on to say there's a precedent set by the disciplinary team uh, via the way of people like Fishmonger, um, where we are not obligated to platform those threatening us with lawsuits, and such action has in the past earned a permanent ban. So they were basically uh, thinking about banning um, Sir Slash for what amounted to, if you read this, you know, mild, mildish sort of threats, like sort of pseudo threats. Uh, sort of maybe just sort of uh, motive vocalizing when it comes to, you know, actual legal action, which I, I don't ever think is come in the way of SCP Wiki uh, from someone like Sir Slash, uh, certainly. So this was just a really shocking thing to see that they were about to ban somebody. They decided not to. They just made this disciplinary thread as well. Um, but yeah, uh, so basically, if you if you have a legal issue with the SCP Wiki, they'll just ban you. <laughs> I mean, I understand that point, and honestly, I don't think it's going to work this way. But you can't just look at this and think like clearly they are not trying to hide anything. Like, it looks like they know why he's going to sue because none of the chat logs go in detail. Mm -hmm. But so slash talks about staff doing something to them, and this kind of panicky response just makes it seem like they're trying to cover up something, which mm -hmm. I don't think is the case. But mm -mm. It looks really fucking bad in front yeah, of the big side. Yeah, it's such a, such a strange reaction to make. Um, you know, because honestly, if I was reading this and I was in the staff, I wouldn't I wouldn't be taking this seriously. You know, you're really making a mountain out of a molehill as it is. I mean, because you you have this tremendous middle ground of just absolute ambiguity like how are you going to sue the wiki you know uh how, how in the world are you yeah, actually guys an to author is i think it's masked or some kind of uh pseudo staff semi stuff mm -hmm. and it's an active contributor mm -hmm. why would he sue the wiki mm -hmm. like he clearly doesn't want to be um, separated from his site because he's contributing to it and if you go as far as to ban him and threaten him or other kind of uh, other kinds of overreactions, you might make him actually go on with that threat. Right. <laughs> it's not defusing it in any level. Yep. That's some shit management. Yeah. Well, that's. Sorry, my English is kind of terrible today. Sorry for. No, 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 no. It's great. It's great. 
Um, yeah, so, you know, that's ex exactly right. And this is honestly something that, that we, you know, a few of us, myself, I'm pretty guilty of this, ha have really had fun with sort of leveraging uh, because the staff always, they, they always bite, you know, they, they always bite. Um, when the best thing to do would be nothing at all, just not say anything about it, just not acknowledge it, not dignify it with a response. In a lot of cases like this, particularly, um, you know, they, they really compound the issue um, uh, of basically, you know, ma making themselves, putting themselves into a corner. So uh, what otherwise would be sort of a sympathetic, um, you know, story, because if, if, you know, we just heard the story that Sir Slash was trying to sue the wiki, would be like, okay, let's, that's fucking crazy. Uh, but because of this, now it just seems as though uh, this this you know um, this giant of uh, a site is looking at you know sort of the musings of some ant down here and is like, oh, well, hey, if you don't like me, I'm going to step on you, or if you if you're threatening me, I'm going to step on you and you know squish you. And it's just a really really, really bad look. And and there's this interesting little part in here that's in the middle that says this. It was also noted that Sir Slash took this action in response to a miscommunication with an anti-harassment team report that they had felt was not being addressed. In actuality, the complaint had been run and determined to be lacking in anything actionable. So uh, that kind of gives us a little insight. So basically, um, a uh, you know uh, anti-harassment sort of complaint was made and really in a fashion that we would not fault Sir Slash for. Uh, Non-action was interpreted as just that, uh, nothing was being done, because AHT has a bad reputation for not, for just sitting on things, you know, uh, sometimes really, really dire things, actually, uh, for years, years and years, with really no action whatsoever. Yeah, so, I think it's very obvious in this situation that there's two definitions of addressing that are being equivocated. Like, Soul Slash clearly considers addressing, like, getting a response at all. Getting any kind of response from man. Because if he got a response, he would have not run through with this kind mm -hmm. of threat, this kind of um, exactly. you know, reaction. Mm -hmm. But uh, from the staff side, they take um, addressing it as just discussing it and getting to a conclusion without telling anyone. So, yeah. I'm not sure how this went past them, unless it was, like, intentional. But it feels like there's something wrong with, like, structurally how they consider these these things. I remember uh, a few years ago, I reported someone else for uh, kind of pedophilic uh, behavior. Someone from the Spanish side who had moved to the English side after being banned. and. Mm. I reported that to a random day, and I didn't get a response for like a week, so I asked him about it, and he told me we're going to have uh, an 05 post soon ready, and never went back to me, and indeed, they did uh, make an 05 post, but if my complaint was not found to be actionable, I wouldn't have gotten anything. I hadn't been told anything, and that's just right. kind of really bad procedure that has come to bite them before and mm -hmm. um, the case with Escobar and Gabriel Jade lack of communication between AHT and the people reporting means that the people reporting are very likely to react with the assumption that their complaints have not been listen listened to mm -hmm. yeah and 
it's just kind of bizarre that they wouldn't have learned from this already because yeah. they already have a fucking pedophile scandal mm -hmm. with farms and they had to be pressured by kill farms to do action and a lot of people quit from that and there was a lot of drama there was a lot of um distrust placed in AHT, which is supposed to be like a place you go to and you don't have anyone else to go to yeah it would, the absolute worst of the worst cases yeah, exactly, exactly. So, yeah, so <clears throat> to your point, basically, if you're going to have the setup to where you can report the AHT, you know, violation or, or complaint, uh, that should immediately, you know, have almost an automatic fashion a follow-up, hey, we received your um, complaint, we're working on it, you know, uh, we'll get back with you, you know, in X many weeks or whatever, and, um, you know, of course, tell them if they've determined it to be lacking in anything actionable, because otherwise you, you can't really blame someone like Sir Slash from... Uh, you know, just sort of throwing their hands up and wondering, you know, what in the world happened to my complaint? That's just that's just kind of communication 101. And so that really makes me think uh, and sort of raise my eyebrows and uh, flare my nostrils as if something is stinky when I read this line. And in fact, I do this every time I see this word uh, in the mouth of O5. Anytime they say the word miscommunication, um, I'm not saying they can't happen, but I would I would venture that a significant majority of the time, it's it's nothing like a miscommunication. It's them not doing something well. It's them not doing something right. It's making a giant mistake or a or something like a gaffe. Um, for it's example, a the procedure. Yeah, um, I mean, a good example is the Dr. Akimoto whole situation that happened a few months ago. That was also pegged as a miscommunication, uh, disingenuously when because you know basically from what I can gather. Allegedly, um, there was no miscommunication. What happened was exactly what they wanted to happen. Uh, but once it kind of becomes a public thing that kind of blows up, then they address it publicly and they always sort of try to soothe it over with this uh, ointment of it was a miscommunication. Yeah, the context does, is very important in this situation because this isn't the first time it has happened. It isn't the first time it's happened with AHD in particular. Mm -hmm. So. But it might come off as a kind of a assumption of bad faith on our behalf has a few years of blunders behind it yeah yeah uh, I think I think honestly what we're seeing here is is just a hypersensitivity um, to to the legal trauma uh, and this really has been absolutely disastrous I mean you know you, we can talk obviously about all the obvious ways in which something like Andre Duxon was you know, uh, was sort of scarring, you know, to a lot of the wiki, its psyche, um, really what is possible, how it can be uh, abused and leveraged, you know, things like this. But I think um, sort of a more sinister uh, component of that whole episode is is how it is manifesting sort of in second order and third order locations like in this uh, or like in, in feeling the need to remove something like SCP-173's image. Uh, just because because you might get sued um, so yeah this this is really an, a completely um, asymmetrical response from 05 from just this one little guy um, once again if you read these logs it's, it's not even that directed it's it's sort of like just just you know talking talking whatever's coming to your mind almost like shooting the shit I mean there's absolutely no reason to believe that this is legitimate 
uh, that this is even close to being actionable and um, it's not even clear how exactly that would look. So, I mean, this... Yeah, I've read the chat logs. Everyone else is also reacting and kind of trying to shut him down somehow. Right. <laughs> Which is kind of funny because they know the threat of lawsuit is kind of unfounded. Mm -hmm. And yet they try to dissuade him and keep trying to like, shut him down. Mm -hmm. And the case shuts down itself. I yeah, exactly. don't know. Uh, this is a really good line just to speak what you're saying. Uh, this is from Jack, and Jack says, Why would you ever waste your time as something as uh, meaningless as a shit statue fan fiction site? Um, you know, and so this is sort of like, it's, it's the Mott and Bailey fallacy where someone like Jack, uh, you know, I don't know the individual personally, but uh, just as a stand-in for uh, authors in general, and I'm, I'm pretty fairly safe in assuming this is uh, at least partially the case for the individual Jack, as well, but basically they'll take the SCP wiki very, very seriously. Uh, but whenever that seriousness shows up in a context where it wouldn't be benefiting, let's say, uh, their social capital or their investment into the wiki and who they are via the wiki, uh, suddenly it's just so easy to switch to the other, the other uh, side of that dime. Suddenly the 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 head, the neck goes back into the the sh turtle shell, and is like, oh come on, this is ridiculous. What are you doing? Yeah, and then I think I think this is Rounder House. I, I can't be sure, but the name is Yurt God, so I kinda, yeah, that's Rounder House. Yeah, so that's it's very cactus esque, uh, plus the yurt. So, um, but he does say report to who, man. I mean, it's a great idea. Like, I mean, it's not even clear that you can sue the SCP Wiki. I mean, it's essentially a decentralized collective of of uh, you know disparate individuals. So, I mean, either this is um, just, once again, the legal paranoia sort of rearing its head and almost a hyper-reflexive um, sort of, uh, you know, allergy when it comes to even even uh, ruminations of this direction. Um, I think it's not specifically the legal thing. It's just uh, that SCP, uh, the SCP community is very defensive in general. Yeah, they really are. Like, They're... Like overall, they are very defensive. Yeah, that's well said. That's well said. From a both literary and community and staff. Yeah. Yeah. So I think once again, um, we we could say a lot about this, and we'll we'll move on since we've been harping on it for a while. But yeah, it's just it was by far the weirdest thing to show up this week, um, and it's just so so odd. Uh, I really hate I really hate that Jacob Conwell is an administrator in so many ways because uh, he was perfect for the job I think, and and is a is a great. Uh, example of somebody who should be in those positions, uh, who is well uh, deserved, deserving uh, of the spot. But then, you know, because they're sort of in that role, they have to do these sorts of things, and it just it looks just so bad. Um, it looks almost like uh, just a bully. Uh, the example I would give is if is if you have a relationship where one person is is wondering if the other is cheating, and uh, so the one who's wondering if the other is cheating asks to see their phone their cell phone and so the person whose cell phone it is just you know just freaks out uh you know just maybe throws the phone you know into a lake and and breaks up and walks away I mean, it's just like okay so i guess you had something to hide i don't know um what to make of that reaction but clearly the reaction is by far the the oddest uh, most telling and interesting part of this so very very interesting okay 
moving on, uh, moving on. So uh, the next thing I wanted to kind of just touch on real quick is just to keep an eye on this. Um, you don't really have to say a lot about this. Uh, you know, back in the day, I would be posting a lot on my blog about this, but there's just not a lot to say. Uh, because once you've said it about one thing, you've said it about the whole thing, which is this charter rewrite. So we have two more additional posts show up about the charter discussion, and they're basically talking about definitions, um, definitions for, for words, uh, you know, what is what is an admin, what is staff hierarchy, all these things. Oh, God. Yeah, so basically, so they, horrible. Yeah, so what is that? Th I, my, my brain is not on right now. Uh, I think it's called a glossary, you know, at the end of a book, where basically it's like this long lexicon that gives you uh, definitions for every term that's used in the book. Um, that's what they're at right now with the charter rewrite. So uh, they're pulling a completely 21st century analytical philosophy analysis paralysis uh, situation here where, where you are somehow con convincing yourself that you have to define everything almost in like a uh, hopelessly ambitious um, that's Zeno's paradox of motion. Is, is exactly Zeno's paradox of motion, and so you—it's you, the same kind of thing where people are like, okay, so we can't, we can't meaningfully speak about words unless we're very, very sure, philosophically thorough about how it is that the mechanics of how a word references something, and how when I say something, you know, it points to an object in the real world. Like, that's a complete waste of time. Um, it's totally anti-pragmatic. Uh, it's totally idealistic, uh, mathematically idealistic, uh, when a place where uh, ideals and math do not apply. Uh, so it's just the opposite of pragmatism, uh, which is what the staff needs right now. They're, they're incredibly on the other end of that spectrum. And um, so we're seeing more of the same, more of the same. This is uh, exactly what Almerduck says at Zeno's Paradox, where uh, you're moving, but you're not actually moving. Uh, so you're-, you're For those who don't know, uh Zeno's paradox of motion is a kind of a part of a series of different paradoxes, which is like common theme is uh, existing as a consequence of how we apply math to the world. Um, you know how in a series of numbers, in a number line, natural numbers, there's an infinite amount of um, numbers in between the uh, naturals, like the complete, um, what's the name, the integers. Mm -hmm. There's uh, an infinite numbers, an infinite amount of numbers between integers. There's 1.1, and going to infinity. So, if you try to describe the motion of an arrow, like through, um, through a straight line, there's an infinite amount of points in that line. So, every time the arrow moves, if you try to describe the motion point by point by point, it would never ever get to it, get to its target. And yet, in real life, we see that the arrow moves at a certain speed to its target. That's something you can't describe mathematically because there's an infinite amount of smaller points in that line. Right. And the other one is the coastline paradox, the Panaktarsky paradox. Uh, there's a lot of uh, similar ones are just exemplary of this uh, issue. Yeah. And that's a great way to put it. Yeah. So basically, uh, it, it it gives the illusion that you're moving somewhere uh, when you're not. That's another way of looking at that too. Just just put simply. Um, but yeah, that's a great explanation. Um, so whether it's the coastline paradox or Zeno's paradox, I mean, there's a lot of ways you could put this. But basically, what's happening is uh, they're essentially uh, trying to get from zero to one, and all they're doing is just adding, um, you know, adding adding placeholder digits. You know, the tenth 
uh, the hundredth, the millionth, and so on. They're basically just adding orders of magnitude of work that don't really go anywhere. Um, and so this, you know, is a shame to see because it's still surprising to me that they actually think that this is going to get done. Um, and furthermore, what they've done, if you recall, this is the next uh, next O5 post that we'll get to here. Uh, they had put a policy freeze in place um, to basically cancel all new policy developments until they had finished this charter rewrite. And so we see here that basically they've um, used up the allotted allowance of dates that they initially thought it was going to take uh, the original 45 day period. Uh, to get this charter rewritten. And I don't think there's a single person, maybe there are people on the staff, and that's, that once again speaks to how sad this can become if, you're, if your nose is pressed so close to the canvas. But um, yeah, I, mean, I don't think anybody outside of staff ever thought that this was going to go anywhere. Um, and so we see them here voting to extend the policy freeze. And of course, everybody, <laughs> everybody's saying, yay. There's a couple people oh. who are saying uh, no. Uh, maybe seeing the futility of it as well. So that's an interesting development now, now that I'm looking at this. Um, but you have people saying, basically, let's kick it, kick the can down the road. And I, have a, I just have a feeling that this is going to be perpetual. It's going to be like um, the pause of student debt. I don't think it's ever actually going to come back. Yeah, maybe it will get done. But once it gets done, no one's going to be happy with it. And we're going to have to go back and rewrite parts of the charter. And no one is going to want to do that, so they're going to be stuck with a charter they don't like. Yeah, and it, even if everybody did like it, it's not going to solve the issues they think it is. You can't fix culture with policy change. Yeah, that's why state bureaucracy in general is kind of shit. That's like the criticism people aim at the state, that things don't get done because there's so much procedure, there's so many things to be discussed, and... Mm -hmm. This is an example of it happening at a lower scale. Uh, yeah. This kind of motion only gets done when you have few people with a vision, with an understanding, with like a broad, uh, a broad view of what has to be addressed. Like sort of thing you just leave to the admin to discuss and write. Because if you include if you include all of the staff, that's way too many cooks in the kitchen. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think they've somewhat backed themselves into once again a, a very a more difficult situation because uh, they've they've lent the ear so um, it, once again so I guess this kind of starts with the town halls where they basically ignored things things like you know anti harassment cases that they ignored that they never acted on um, and it got it boiled over to the point where you had to have something like the town halls to uh, really shake them violently and get their attention. And so ever since then, they've had just this uh, this emergency line almost to places like SCPD. And of course, that's changed a little bit now that they have their own official discord. Uh, but they've, they've been just, um, you know, so, so pandering to uh, to the community after what was a, just a giant uh, loss of credibility that, um, you know, you can see this all throughout the charter discussions. You, you see people basically... Uh, feeling like they have to get everyone's input um, and it has to be thoroughly validated before they can even get to uh, make the first step. So that's what I mean by analysis paralysis. They've just totally crippled themselves with just uh, an overwhelming amount of work um, that, uh, like you said, Elmer Duck, might even get done, but, um, you know, no one's going to be happy with. Yeah, if you've ever been a part of these uh, kind of bodies, like uh, policy bodies, you start off being very willing to do everything right and let's 
do the entire uh, the entire procedure. I'm not going to make the mistakes of my predecessors. I have the time. I have the will to do this. Let's get this fucking cake. And two months down the line, you're going to be so fucking tired. You're going to be in the exact same spot as your predecessors. I'm telling you, man. Because yeah. we have a limit to the willpower we have to just to get through the mud that is policy making. And that's why there's so many issues that we're carrying through, like history, like historical issues with uh, state level systems that we can't solve, is because solving them is logically, philosophically possible, but getting it done through the people with all the willpower you need is logistically impossible. And that's what you're facing when you try to make policy at this level of complexity. Uh, if you want to get anything done, you have to skip steps, you have to get it done. The important part is getting it done, not necessarily getting it done right, because if you try to get it done right, absolutely right, the level of perfectionism you need to have is um, unfeasible. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, so certainly, certainly in this case, the uh, perfection is being becoming the enemy of the good, you know. Um, they're sort of thinking that they have to basically have the entire plane designed, um, you know, the first plane ever designed as a fully functioning thing before they ever trial it. So, um, yeah, that's um, that's that's going to be an ongoing thing, and I'm sure we'll see that pop up. It's just going to be interesting to me because uh, they, they sort of want to extend this policy freeze indefinitely. Um, and what that's really going to amount to is, you know, uh, trimming down the actual policy that's proposed to only those emergency things, kind of like the, uh, you know, the sandbox issues, uh, the, the underage uh, sensitive detail issue thing that we saw last time. Um, so, you know, this might have the effect of uh, snuffing out a lot of other policy changes, but we just saw that that's actually not really true. There really hasn't been a policy freeze. I mean, we just talked about this username policy that was... Uh, it was just totally, totally pedestrian. It was totally whatever. Um, and yet that's still being discussed and posited as well. So uh, in the same way that the charter is not really working, uh, the policy freeze isn't really working either. Um, so I'm not, I'm not sure what's happening here. But besides this, this whole staff just uh, spinning, spinning their wheels while, um, you know, just being completely disconnected from the actual wiki. Uh, to, for example, just to, I think I noted this last time, but if you actually go to the main site mirror, so every time these days, uh, once again, as part of this pandering process to uh, you know to not be so isolated in, in their ivory towers, uh, every O5 thread has an equivalent on the SCP wiki. It's called the O4, and you can see one right here. And I, I want to point this out because I went back and made sure this is the case. Every single O4 mirror of a charter discussion, doesn't matter what it's about, anything to do with the charter, no one has said anything on the main site. There's been one comment that one person said on one of them, and there's probably 10 of them by now. And that comment was basically just like, oh yeah, you know, that looks okay. Um, <laughs> there, there's zero interest and zero engagement from the community about what these people are doing. And it's just, it's just incredible to me to see how, um, what's the word, what's the phrase, how disconnected they are, how, how oblivious they are to how out of touch really they are with uh, the constituency they are apparently representing and helping in this. Yeah, if you've ever wondered why uh, SCP has such a high burnout rate and 
why a lot of, of the older staff tend to like disappear from the site and remain only as staff only to do staff work that's why you get tired very quickly and once you get tired you're not ever going to come back mm -hmm. yeah. um on, on one anecdote that comes to mind is uh during world war ii a lot of radio men in the u.s army that were uh, working as spotters for artillery uh, tended to have two only battery packs that would last them like two days at most but what they would do is like swap them before they completely run out because they could use the sun to recharge them and it serves to illustrate what's happening at the staff level because either you continuously take breaks to recharge and not burn yourself out or burn out to such a point that you're never going to come back to the same level of usefulness that you, go, that you had before. Yeah, that's that's really well said. In the medical field, that's like the heart. When it gets too stressed, and there's just too much fluid coming into the heart. It can actually break to where it can't pump effectively anymore. That's called heart failure. Uh, so yeah, same thing there. Um, that's a great analogy, great way to put it. Uh, but yeah, so uh, they really do need, I agree with you, they do need somebody like a Troy L just to come in and just say, just, just brush through all the cobwebs and really act you know, as a leader. You know, basically there's there's too many people right now who are so terrified of the social ramifications, the potential ostracization uh, and potential criticism, that was a word, uh, that is going to happen if they do that, if they just step up to the plate and just do it. Um, there, there's, there's so much fear about... Um, being criticized or, um, you know, being seen as, as uh, something like an abuse of power. Um, and of course, the people who are actually abusing their powers, the people who are actually deserving of criticism have created that environment for these people to be so terrified by. And then uh, I do want to take a break from this real quick. Jane Bond posted something and says, uh, I just realized that this exists. And this is a fandom version of uh, the liminal wiki. So this kind of seems like uh, it's either a liminal archives kind of thing, or if you can see the screen, it's either a uh, uh, reliquary to placeholder doctorate. Not sure which one, just from the look of it. But um, yeah, so I, I, I guess this is kind of the fandom version of liminal archives. I don't know. It looks pretty sparse at the moment. Um, but there's really, you know, there's fandom versions of everything now. Uh, I did a recent search for an SCP article, and the first result, like SCP-6 something something from Series 7, and the first result was from fandom. The first result was a fandom SCP, and it had, it had nothing to do with um, the actual wiki. It, it was uh, a completely different anom anomaly. Uh, it had, you know, absolutely nothing to do with the actual wiki, and it was the first Google result. So that's kind of scary. But uh, this looks pretty, I don't know my way around fandom very well, but this looks like it's pretty meager. It's got 17 pages. It's um, very unwieldy fan. It's a nightmare. Uh, oof. Actually, uh, I joined SCP through uh, like a rival to the Spanish site that was hosted on fandom. And mm. I learned how to use the site from uh, that. And uh, holy shit, it's only gotten worse since then it's like completely unnavigable yeah we like to shit on wikidot a lot but yeah you yeah. can use wikidot just fine yeah. if you build it well fandom is 
a nightmare. It looks terrible too. I mean, he's got this off gaudy, awful uh, sidebar. All right, uh, I want to thank you for coming in. Uh, Thermic Line is in here, and uh, Thermic says that um, they have something to share. So go ahead. Um, I think I think this uh, is typing. Was doing. We'll we'll give Thermic a second to type that and then get back to that. Um, in the meantime, we will um, just mention this. This is something that's interesting. Uh, basically, um, there was this disciplinary thread from a user who was banned like seven years ago, who came back and uh, made made quite the apology. Um, you know, just apologizing, apologizing to all these people whose time they wasted. Um, uh, because of their actions. And so after uh, six years or something like that, um, this person has been unbanned uh, and is uh, is now going to be part of the wiki. So that's just really interesting to see. Uh, happy to see that. All right. Uh, Thermic says, I was going through 4chan archives and I saw mention of RPC in My Little Pony <laughs> board. What I found was funny. It was a fanfic of RPC that uses a non-pony as an article. Here is the paste. So let me uh, take a look at this. RPC Leet 1337. Uh, let me put this up on the screen. Do not communicate with this individual. We do not want yeah. them. <laughs> <laughs> They're ahead of their time. 1337. We got to get... Oh, if, yeah. That, that yeah. PFP. I'm telling Excellent. you. If we ever open up Series 2 on RPC, we're going to have to go ahead and put this one in there. Just... Um, grandfathered in but uh anomalous philly i mean they got it down they got beta yellow utility sapient hazard organic hazard i mean hey this is plug and play guys this is gold this is ready jane bond says oh, no. we need pony conflict so we do we got we got among us you know maybe this is what rpc needs the angle the angle that it needs to get in that meme market that scp is cornered <laughs> I, don't know. I think I would rather dive in under a truck <laughs> yeah. than see this in the site, but you know. Yeah, I'm gonna share that in the uh, in the Twitch as well. Um, Thermic says we already have like five bronies. No more, no more bronies. Yeah. Uh, well, I haven't read those articles. Thank God. I'll try to stay clear of them. Um, but anyway, so good. Back to this. Uh, good on this this individual for uh, owning up to their past mistakes and ridiculous behavior in their back. Um, and then uh, just to end up today, we're about at the hour mark. Uh, I wanted to just uh, do our um, Twitter Twitter roundup. You know, Twitter SAP Twitter is just an awful place. Uh, so I try to bring you anything of value. There wasn't a lot of it this week, but this was one that I thought was pretty funny. Um, I don't know how to say this name right. Uh, Luxaico. I know I'm saying that wrong. Um, but Luxaico, I think. Luxaico. What a beautiful name. Thank you so much. Um, so this was something posted to their Twitter. This is an artist in the SCP space. And this is just a nice, funny little image. And um, it says, I had a dream where I made a chart that was like, what author are you? Uh, a derivative of, and it was drawn horribly. And I got so much shit for it. So I recreated it. Please reply and tag yourself. And so there's um, six sort of archetypes of, of SCP author or a personality on the site. And they're classified as Moto42. Um, a cactus, Dr. Gears, Dave You Fool, Grigori Carpin, which was an interesting sort of obtuse choice in my opinion. And then this individual, although you can't see it, is Bright. 
Um, but the name is scribbled out and it looks like it, <laughs> it's flagged. This red thing right here on the screen is, is a big giant flag, a red flag. Oh, it's a red flag. <laughs> it's a red flag. Yeah. So, I, at first I was like, is that like a blood smear, like a drop, like a, you know, a streak of blood? No, it's a red flag. And, um, so that actually is discussed, uh, in the comments, uh, shaggy dreadlocks says my face when someone tags themselves with the bottom center, which is referencing Dr. Bright. And then the, the artist said, it's made for me to know who to block. So uh, I would recommend this. I'll drop this. Don't have time to read through all these um, uh, personality traits, but they're all very clever uh, and uh, real charming. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Thermic. <laughs> That's good. That's good. All right, I'll drop this in the Twitch link too for anybody watching Ex Post Facto. Uh, so that was funny. And then uh, the very last thing we'll get in today, just another Twitter take. Once again, most of these being very lukewarm, but it's Twitter. What you going to do? Um, and this is uh, Nagrios, who uh, we, we may know, you know of, I think a staff member, but uh, was recently in the community news because um, one of those animation channels, um, you know, didn't do justice to the article, kind of kind of uh, didn't didn't respect the content of the article enough. But this is uh, Nagrios saying something else, and I thought this was pretty funny. Um, this was from April 29th, so it's yesterday. There's a lot to be said about the current vibe of SCP Twitter which is really this, this segment of the show is, is uh, predicated upon the truth of this phrase right here. Certainly something to behold. Uh, but it is nice that, there, that there's no longer this overwhelming paranoia of being posted about on a certain website, those two words capitalized, because one of your tweets was a little too out there. Nobody's locking their mains anymore for safety. It's nice. So I wonder who that certain website could be. I mean... Could be Cable Farms. Could be. Could be Cable Farms. <laughs> <laughs> You're not allowed to say that. That triggers people. We're gonna have, now we're gonna have to put a trigger warning on this whole thing. Rate rate it. Oh, uh, there. Rate it mature or something like that. But yeah, um, yeah. No, honestly, honestly, there's something to this. I mean, um, <clears throat> you know, when somebody says something really stupid on Twitter in the uh, SCP sphere, it usually shows up on Kiwi Farms. So um, <clears throat> we haven't been seeing a lot of that. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't want to be too sappy, but I think that there's sort of like a, a new dawning happening. It just, maybe it's my optimism, but it's almost like a can you feel it kind of thing. You know, we've got people like DJ Cactus turning around and uh, recanting their um, idolization of upvotes. Um, we've got Dr. Gears sort of coming back and participating a little more than usual. Um, the staff seemed to be in a better position with their heads on a little more straight than they were at this time last year, for example. Um, you know, upvote brain rot and uh, brand awareness, author brand leveraging are, are sort of like trite uh, observations and criticisms these days. And it's always nice to see something like the SCP Twitter sphere be so, um, you know, proprioceptive when it comes to their self-awareness of how toxic they are. So um, I don't and know. By the way, hi, Nagaros. Uh, glad to see you watching this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Just it's almost like... We just just in case they're going to show up, <laughs> <laughs> but this isn't Kiwi Farms, so uh, you know I guess maybe this is probably I don't mean to cause par overwhelming paranoia by mentioning your public tweets, but uh, I guess that's a commentary for another time. But no, uh, I, I appreciate this tweet; it's it's good. Obviously, you know there are people on Kiwi Farms who I think um, are gunning for for people, um, but I, I would rather once again be in a position where the sort of criticisms that I do and that we do here on the whole sometimes. I think we'd all rather those uh, be gone and our role be irrelevant. 
All right. Uh, Thermic says, perhaps it's someone's farm. Lack, lack of lepers. Yeah, don't remember the name. Yeah, I don't know. Who could it be? Yeah, it's just interesting to see how, how afraid these people are of us, you know, and not us as like Kiwi Farms, but like, uh, you know, anybody who would be looking at their public tweets and and, and looking at your public tweets. I mean, come on. Um, there's this funny meme. Let's see if I can pull this up in time. There's this funny meme that I did because basically I, th I think anybody here knows that um, you're probably blocked by a decent number of people on Twitter just because of who you are. Um, and so I made this meme uh, right here. It's it's the hard decision meme. Um, of course, SCP authors being the subject. And on one button, it's public Twitter, and the other one is meaningful blocks. So um, we got a lot of people who block us, but of course, you, you got you got your Twitter public. So you know you're doing that for marketing reasons. So very easy to get around. Yeah, a bunch of people blocked the main RPC account. Uh, Thermic says. I never interact with them. It's weird. Yeah, I mean, once again, it's meaningless. It's meaningless blocks. I mean, so you have the same people who are trigger happy about blocking you as if it's a gotcha are the same people who wouldn't even dream of making their account private because they depend upon it being a public thing in order to bring in uh, more, more social capital, more followers. Uh, there's absolutely no chance in hell that they would make it private unless they were you know, directly being accosted in the way that Ni uh, Niagros was mentioning. So... It's just kind of funny to see. Um, you, you guys can block us all you want. It's not going to change a damn thing. So, all right. I want to thank everybody for joining. Uh, this has been this week's episode of SCP Meta, a.k.a. Conflict Call-In. We do have this as a podcast version that comes out, uh, you know, within a day or two. Uh, that'll be up on our RSS feed. If you'd like links to everything, you can just simply type in conflictmagazine.com and everything is right there to the right. I want to thank everybody for participating today. Thank you, Jane Bond, for showing up. Almer Duck, Lack of uh, Lepers is me, of course. And then Thermic Lines. So thank you all very, very much. And I hope you have a fantastic week. Uh, be sure to tune in to the Twitch channel, 7.30 p.m. Central Time on weeknights. We do reaction videos. Uh, we're in the middle of reacting to a podcast with Dr. Uh, Placeholder, McDoctorate, on pataphysics. This was done a year ago by the... Uh, uh, secure contain podcast uh, and it's, so far it's a very enlightening and very interesting uh, philosophically dense discussion so if you want to jump in on that we're about halfway through that's going to continue on monday uh, and then that, that's the next time we'll do a stream and of course we have our saturday show which is today and our friday night show what we did last night which is where we go through every article from the scp wiki every single week and talk about it in exhaustive detail so uh, join us for that on Friday nights, and uh, otherwise, we will see you all soon. I hope you have a fantastic week. Thank you all so much for joining. This is a call-in talk show, and it's nothing without you all. Uh, so really appreciate the contributions. See ya. Thank you. Take it easy.